What's up, guys? Welcome to the Humans of MarTech podcast. His name is John Taylor. My name is Phil Gamash. Our mission is to future-proof the humans behind the tech so you can have a successful and happy career in marketing. What's up, folks? We've been away for a while and we're back and in full swing for season number two with even better content than season number one. Today, we're going to tease some of the early season two episodes and catch you up on what John and I have been up to since our little break. JT, in August of last year, your world changed in two huge ways. Your wife gave birth to twin boys, Felix and Clyde. You might hear them in the background of a few episodes as we usually coincide with feeding time. But man, huge family of six now, two boys, two girls. Are things starting to kind of settle down a bit or, um, you know, kind of cross a six month mark? How, how are you feeling, man? How uh, how you been? Like being strapped into a roller coaster without any uh, restraints. It's it's quite it's quite a wild ride. So, yeah, we welcomed our twin boys. A two for one deal on on babies. We decided we would try to go for baby number three, and we had a tag along. Um, but it's yes, we're actually seven months as of this recording into into twin life, and it's been a wild ride. You definitely definitely have a lot of uh, learning to do, and uh, feel very sleep deprived as well at times, but. You know, it's a big, happy family over here. That's for sure. And noisy, by the way. So folks listening, you're going to get to hear some of the the background noise of my life. Um, but uh, yeah, take it in stride. Yeah, I'm hearing it on my headphones right now, like just a tiny bit. And uh, yeah, I haven't done any editing editing on, on the episodes yet. So curious if, if that'll like slide into the mic or not. But uh yeah, as a as a hopeful parent, one day myself, I have uh, some questions uh, for for you with a, a big family. Now, the first is uh, with your twin boys. Have you ever mixed up which baby is which and just kind of fuck it, went with it? <laughs> you, you're just. You, I thought you were Clyde, but now you're Felix. That's who you are from now on. <laughs> so the, the the boys are not uh, identical. They're fraternal okay. twins. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a solid pound difference between the, between the two boys. One one boy is kind of shaped like a banana, long and lean, a little bit like me, and then the other one is is just stocky. He's like a big bear that walks around, like crawls around our house. Um, so it's it's at glances you can kind of get them mixed up here and there. They're definitely brothers. You can tell that. Um, but yeah, we're you you can tell them apart. Most people can tell them apart once they get to know them a little bit. Do they sleep the same? Like, are they still kind of on the same sleep habit or is, is one like much better sleeper than the other? Oh yeah. We totally hired a sleep consultant, which uh, by the way, if anybody's thinking of a second career, it's a very lucrative second career <laughs> um, and, and necessary parents will pay anything to get their kids to sleep. The boys have totally different sleep schedules. Uh, they, they're both very individual, uh, very different uh, yin yang kind of thing going on. Uh, but they're they're now on a schedule whether they like the schedule or not. So it's essential. If you if you're a new parent, my one piece of advice is get your sleep figured out. Don't get any advice from mom and dad and grandma and grandpa. Go hire a sleep consultant, and you'll be like, that's the best money I've ever paid because you'll start to sleep through the night and you'll have a schedule. And that's with twins is huge, right? Like, what time do we put the boys down? Like, yeah, we were having at one point like you put one down and then the other one goes down and then the other one's up. And like, it's just like babyville 
and you do need some downtime. The boys need it. We need it. The girls definitely need it too. <laughs> so walk me through like pieces of that, that schedule, that routine of like managing a tsunami of children now. Like when, when does John go to bed? Like between all the diaper changes, do you get any time for yourself yet? Like, are you like starting to ramp up on that? Are you still finding yourself like getting up super early? I know like we did some episodes where like we dived into routines and like you were like getting up at like stupid early hours to like learn to code and stuff. Like <laughs> is that still a thing? Yeah. So first off, I got to shout out to my wife. She's the true hero in this story. I'm just a passenger along, along the ride. So she's on, <laughs> she's on maternity leave and has, and has the care of the boys while I work. So that's my time for myself. I go to work and it's like, yeah, it's, it's perfect. I find my Zen state there, uh, grab the noise canceling headphones and crank up some tunes and, and good to go. Uh, you know, sleep is sleep. Uh, you get a lot of interrupted sleep with babies in the house, one or two babies. It doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, I still get up stupid early, uh, usually about five o'clock for, for those who actually care. You said to me at one point that like having a fourth baby is like being handed a baby while you're already treading water. Do you, do you still agree with that going that like going from zero to one is still the biggest transition now, like going from two to four? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting question. Zero to one is a big transition for your life. Like as an as an yeah. adult, especially like my wife and I were married seven years before we started uh, creating a tsunami of humans at our house. <laughs> Uh, so we had so much time to go for dinner, late night walks and all this stuff that, you know, visiting friends. It was just so easy. Like just throw your jacket on and go. Now leaving the house is like it's like packing for a camping trip and we're just going down the street to the neighbor's house for a play date. Right. Uh, so there's a there's a lot that just comes with that zero to one transition. I, I'd say it's the bigger of the two transitions. I'd say going from two to four. Yeah, strap yourself in. It's it's pretty wild uh, because you have a lot of family dynamics. Now, the older two are playing together, which is like a saving grace. So nice. there's no boredom in our house. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, two to four is a pretty, pretty steep transition as well. So you mentioned like you get like some of your you time when when you get getting into like work mode. I know that like Another way that you've been kind of doing this has been uh, like, just tell your listeners about the freaking sauna that you bought and how that's changed your life. And are, are you still like making that a big part of the, the routine? Oh, the infrared sauna. So yeah, I got an infrared sauna last year. And uh, for those who know me, I've talked long, long about buying a sauna and for myself. <laughs> so it's a bit of a, a bit of a spoil me. Um, yeah. It, it, it's just, forced meditation time i go in there with a maybe light music and then just yeah me in the sauna and some heat you come out very relaxed the sauna is for the most part uh soundproof too so it's it's truly like <laughs> nice. a little yeah i got like a little rug i got some decorations around it and it's it's perfect nice. sauna life almost sounds like a, an incubation tank where you get to like hide out from the rest of the world and and well, the, sweat yeah, all that power yeah, like the isolation tanks. I know slowly. Yeah, the Joe Rogan life. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so after your parental leave, you uh, you kind of took back the helm of uh, leading Clickfolio's marketing team. What's uh, talk to me about Clickfolio a bit? Like, what's exciting? What's the what's the thing you're the most exciting about cooking up at, at Clickfolio these days? Oh, a free promotion on our show. Yeah, um, yeah. Like honestly, the for me, the work at Clickfolio. I've been there for so long, right? Uh, like 10 years of my career spanned over two 10 years for me it's it's the the challenge is is still there the mountain's still there to climb 
uh, we've got a good team. Like, you know, some of our team members as well. There's new team members uh, and we execute. And that's what I like about marketing. I don't like theoretical marketing. I like marketing in live environments with real data to see what works and what doesn't work and keep iterating. So lots of cool stuff going on on the product side, the Power Metrics product, which we, we launched last year, two years ago, sorry. Uh, lots of interesting features and developments in the next couple months coming up for that. So yeah, cool stuff going on. Nice. Good stuff. Yeah. Still, uh, still friends with a lot of Clifolians and, uh, alumni Clifolio too. It's, uh, it's kind of like a nice Clifolio mafia still kind of like kicking around. Yeah. Yeah. Once there's always the alumni cha- channel, which I, I, I actually signed out of permanently because I feel <laughs> like I'm crossing like, you know, church state lines here. <laughs> yeah. So that's been my break, but Phil, like you've, you've not been quiet yourself either. You've got a lot going on. You started at automaticwordpress.com in June last summer. Uh, you're like 10 months into this gig. Um, and I know we've talked a lot on the show about like uh, startup life, enterprise life, consulting life. And I, I always felt like there was that little bit of a, a curiosity spark for you on going enterprise. So what's it like? Yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty wild, honestly. Like automatic is... Um like our founder, Matt kind of like describes it as like a mini Berkshire Hathaway type of like holding company of sorts of like housing many different products and, and brands under one roof. Like we have colleagues that work on WooCommerce, uh, the open source Shopify. Uh, we have Tumblr, Taylor Swift's favorite social media platforms still kicking around. And uh, some coworkers uh, work with me on WordPress.com. Uh, but we have like WordPress VIP, Jetpack, Long Read, Simple Notes, like a big list of, of companies. And uh, even since I joined, like in the early days, they uh, acquired some cool companies like Pocket Cast, uh, one of the best podcast apps that I use all the time. If you're listening to us right now on Apple Podcasts or, or Spotify, uh, check out Pocket Cast. It's a, a much better uh, listening experience, especially like the discovery engine. Um, but also a big fan of Day One that we acquired. Uh, it's kind of like a journaling app that I've been using for like uh, over a decade now. But yeah, WordPress.com isn't like the 2000 person company. Automatic is like 2000 ish people, but WordPress is uh, 400 ish people, but still like biggest marketing team I've, I've ever been part of for sure. Like comparing it to like some of the earliest days at Clipfolio or even like my days at close, like, uh, like talking about a much, much bigger team, like much bigger pieces of, of the puzzle. But I think honestly, like the biggest transition period for me is less about like working for a bigger team and more about trying to figure out how to work productively asynchronously across multiple different teams. Like we use a tool called P2, which is another product that we run. It's like an open source collaboration tool built on top of Gutenberg WordPress. And it's how we mainly communicate with each other. So like we, we had, we did one episode in season one about like, what is asynchronous communication? And like, it's not like ditching email completely, but like aside from a few HR emails for us uh, at automatic, I don't think I've ever really had an email from a colleague. Like we don't do email at all. We, everything is like P2 or Slack and we have like these synchronous zoom calls like here and there. Um, but any key decision and everything we kind of do project wise, like think of like all the slide decks that you do, the teams that you run through, like all the synchronous meetings you have, like everything that's kind of like output related or even like brainstorming strategy, all of that is posted back on P2. So like a lot of our time is actually like written, uh, asynchronous communication. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's like a force and function, but like, there's also like a big, like reading piece of that too, like catching up on like what other teams are 
are kind of working on. And, you know, I remember like working at like synchronous companies, like, and if you missed a week of vacation, like it was like, shit, like I need to like chat with like X, Y, and Z, like get them into the oh, room yeah. together, like catch me up. Like what did I miss on? But like, <clears throat> that's not a thing in, in, in an asynchronous company, like, like automatic, like all of those teams have been pumping out updates during the week that yeah. you were off. And like, it's up to you to spend like a half a day, just like reading and catching up and uh like commenting and then participating in discussions and stuff but yeah man it honestly feels like a different world but i think it's kind of like where the world is moving like everyone is kind of remote nowadays but like everyone is like struggling with like nine to five zoom meetings and just yeah. like how the fuck am i going to be productive like this like asynchronous i think is is the future so and we talk offline quite a bit about this but this is an area where i just have like unending curiosity like the idea of asynchronous i love it first of all of like you come back from vacation and you you have all the updates that you need but it's easy to write an update send a fire off a quick update like what is it like and how do you manage your process on on staying updated across the company and like when you join the team how the how the heck did you even get in and get yourself all the contacts you needed to be productive? Yeah. Joining was really tough. It was like drinking out of a fire hose, but like, it, it's, it's like that for everyone, like whether it's synchronous or not, like you're joining a new company, you're inundated with information and you're like, shit, like what's important. What do I need to like figure out now? But like, it, it is like trickier here for sure. Because like, as the company grows, like more and more individual teams create their own P2s and you're just like, what do I need to like read what's important to me right now? And I think that that's, the skill that I've sharpened like over the course of uh, like my first year here is like figuring out like based on my role, like what impacts, like what I do day to day, what are the P2s that I need to read? So like I start off my day, like 15 to 20 minutes of just like reading and catching up on P2 because we're global company. There's people posting stuff like throughout the night where like mm -hmm. I'm sleeping. And so like I don't, I don't like the, most of my team is like a uh, European, uh, North American, like some folks in San Francisco. So like not, not that many updates like during the night, but I start off usually my day by just catching up on like what I missed. I usually like work seven 30, So a lot of folks are posting from like three 30 to eight. And then like I'm catching up on those updates. Like if I have like unanswered questions or like jumping in on comments and stuff like that. So I literally like on my calendar, I have like carved out pieces of just mm -hmm. like P2 reading. And then like, as part of my role we do like at the end of the week we ask everyone on slack to like post what they're shipping next week or what they're planning on shipping next week into a big doc and then mm -hmm. we share that and cross post it in a bunch of different other teams so like our uh, happiness engineers like those are the folks on customer support like they know all the time like what the marketing team is shipping what the product team is coming down the pipe so yeah there's like a, a process to it and like honestly like you talk to different automaticians and it's like different a little bit for for every folk but mm -hmm. yeah, it's definitely been, been tricky kind of like adapting to that. But I think that like limiting it to like a certain amount of time, cause like, yo, it's like, it would be very easy for me to just spend like my whole day, just like reading and commenting on other people's stuff. Cause there's like, there's so yeah. much going on. Oh yeah, no doubt. And like, probably you have public access to a whole bunch of, you know, different projects across your different teams. You get nosy in a hurry or down a rabbit hole. Um, my, my curiosity is how much meeting time do you think you save? Like how many video calls do you think you not have to have because of, because of async? 
Um, I'll, I'll show you right now. Like my, my calendar on a weekly basis, I have like two or three like recurring meetings, like with my direct team, a couple of one-on-ones with like my team members and my, uh, my CMO that I'm reporting to. And that's pretty much it. So like, I like compared to like previous jobs, like I would say that I'm saving like maybe like a good, like 10 ish hours per week of like synchronous meetings of like not having to do like face-to-face stuff and then like take down notes and those notes kind of like never go anywhere and you don't share it like across folks, the meetings that I do have synchronously that are with like other teams. And like, if we come up with a decision or there's like a cool, like brainstorming topic, I like take like 20 minutes and I write those down in a P2 post and like we share mm-hmm. meeting minutes from like that meeting itself. So like we save like that time from synchronous meetings, but we spent a good chunk of it like writing updates. And yeah. I've gotten a lot better at it now, like from figuring out like what is important, what isn't important and like how to just like communicate faster than I did before. But like in the early yeah. days, like I don't know if the trade-off was like like apples to apples because like the time I was saving from asynchronous meetings, like I was spending all of that, like writing and like trying to yeah. focus on like, Oh, do I have any typos in there? Like I need to like write really yeah. well. Like I'm on like the marketing comms team. Like I need to like <laughs> eloquently say what I'm, I'm trying to do, but like, yeah, the, the process is a bit better now, but yeah, definitely saving uh, a ton of time on that. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I like that. I think a lot of listeners will think like, there might be a hybrid strategy, especially if you're going back to to work in the office. I think a lot of people are, are their companies are either asking them to come back to the office or uh, mandating it to, to some extent. But I feel like the, the there's a sweet spot for, for everybody here, like more asynchronous communication, you know, less, less meetings, but still, you know, informed on, on all the information. Yeah. Phil, you're coming up to, to one year at WordPress. What are you most excited about? A bunch of stuff, man. Lots of, uh, I think like I've I've sharpened my growth experimentation skills for sure. I dive into a lot of email copywriting. So uh, I I think though that like WordPress, like the the product itself is fascinating. Uh, As as part of kind of like a a new mandate, we, we got to take a tiny a part in rolling out FSC, which is WordPress's big 5.9 update that, that came out a couple of months ago. And uh, it was a big chance of just like diving really close into the product, like kind of wearing a product marketing hat for a bit. Mm. And uh, yeah, like just like massive scale. Like it's been really fun to like work on like small startup teams and like do a bunch of shit and like, like celebrate like a thousand like visitors on the site and like consider yeah. that like a big win for a little startup. But like the yeah. WordPress scale is like crazy, man. Like our, yeah. our 5.9 update was da- is now downloaded by like, like over 60 million people. <laughs> so yeah. like, like it completely no scale. Like it's, it's been super fun to like work on stuff that has like so many different eyeballs, but um, yeah, really fun tagging along on, on some of that stuff and seeing like everything else coming down the pipe. Um, but yeah, man, it's a, uh, it's been a fun time for sure. It, it pains me to like see all the folks that like chat about like asynchronous stuff and they're just like, yeah, man, like instead of like going on Slack, like we go on email, like email is kind of the way to go, like inbox zero. And I'm just like, yo, I've been at an asynchronous company for like close to a year now. And like, I don't do email, like email is an asynchronous tool, but like email isn't the tool to go here. Like email chains, email threads, like, fuck, I don't miss that shit, man. Yeah. 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 The passive aggressive reply all Uh, my email inbox these days has become a graveyard of uh, outbound salespeople trying to reach me. Um, but yeah, I'm, I try to prove to be pretty unreachable. 
Philly, I know, I know you talk about this and this stuff goes over my head all the time, but you're, you've getting into NFTs. You said W3, is that right? <laughs> Am I sounding cool enough? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I've been diving into Web3. Um, I think like one of my goals in January was just like really figure out what the hell is going on in, in that space. Like kind of been like dabbling a little bit in crypto and in and, and Bitcoin and stuff for the last couple of years, but Web3 kind of really like blew up on, on social and, and online and stuff and uh, bought my first NFT a couple of months ago, joined my first uh, DAO uh, community. Uh, it's called Decentral Aliens. Uh, super cool stuff. And uh, yeah, we've actually got some some uh, some NFT like Web3 related type content coming up on, on season two. Um, one of our guests uh, that he, he just confirmed uh, last week with us, he's one of the founders of uh, Decentral Aliens. So um yeah really excited to like dive into that like i think like i'm just like uh like a huge nerd when it comes to just like diving into like new tech like new changes like trying to stay on top of shit like even though like i don't really understand like most of it like excited to like learn about like that that new world and uh yeah maybe we can uh chat about like uh like what what season two is kind of coming up here like with with the craziness uh, in in your life, John. Like it's been a bit easier for us to kind of like jump into to really focusing on like getting some really good quality guests uh, on the show for for season two. We're we're gonna hold out some some names here. Maybe we're gonna like tease it out on uh, on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, working on some illustrations for uh, for some of those cover arts. We've got a couple of episodes recorded already. Um, some big names, man. Like, uh, not that we didn't have big names season one, but, uh, you know, some folks are like really huge on Twitter. Uh, some folks are like C level and big tech and some are still kind of the, the up and coming superstars that uh, we've uh, mostly had in, in kind of season one. And you know, us like, we've got a nice mix of folks and wide ranging topics and, and opinions and, uh, yeah, really excited to, to get going again, man. Yeah, it's been a long break. Uh, like you said, I'll just reiterate. Like we've got we've got some killer guests, and I think every guest we bring onto the show has like a really solid purpose for us in terms of what we're trying to to achieve. Like the up and comers, I think, give great perspectives on on your own career if you're you're coming up to that promotion point. But we've got some, uh, in particular, some subject matter experts that get me excited to get technical on uh, on the cast with. And yeah, I'm pumped. All right, guys. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you guys in the comments uh, in, in the listen notes for uh, coming up season two. Uh, we're still aiming for uh, Tuesdays and uh, yeah, we'll be teasing out uh, our, our launch dates. But uh, yeah, by the time you listen to this, we'll, we'll be launched already. So uh, catch you guys next time.